What's up, everybody? God, it's been a while. Golly, what's going on? So, this is Gratitude Unfiltered, Episode 2, and what? Good afternoon, Mary. Good to see you. Man, hi, Shamika. Hi. Good to see you. So, (laughs) it's been a while. There's been a lot of changes. Um besides just the show name, um, <clears throat> I'm uh, really be happy to be back on. It's, it's, it's so funny, too, because I feel completely discombobulated, like this is the first time I've done this. Um, I took for granted that in a seven-and-a-half-month time span, did 165 episodes of Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, and here we are. Um, hi, Pony. Mary, good to see you. Um, there is... God, there's a lot. We're going to, today on today's episode. We're going to talk about passion versus opportunity, gratitude, of course, and I'm going back to LA. Um, so there's uh, there's plenty of changes happening, and I also want to give a shout out. You can't hear me. Can everyone else hear me? This is not fun. If it's already starting, <laughs> Lisa, turn up your volume. You can hear me, right? Okay. This is so. One thing that I'm going to figure out on this new evolution of the gratitude show and gratitude unfiltered is how to make interacting with the Facebook audience and podcast and radio all work at the same time. We're going to figure this out eventually. Why can't I hear you? This is weird. Can you, can everyone else hear me? (laughs) Hi, Veronica. I don't know if you can hear me or not. If you can hear me, tell me if you can hear me. Please. I can hear you. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Garcia. So as I was saying, the radio audience and uh, the Facebook audience and the podcast audience, I want to find a way and I'm going to make find a way to make all this work and where everyone can communicate and everyone can talk. But so as you know, uh, from the last time I did the show, I'm in a different room again. I'm back in the original room I was in. But now we're going to be going to L.A. for about a month and a half, and we'll explain that maybe longer. You never know. Hi, Wendy. How to see you? And Lisa still can't hear me. Um, so I want to find out how to make all that work because it, I like this format. I like being able to talk to the Facebook audience, but as well as the radio and podcast audience, too. So I really want to talk about something, um, and this is going to segue. I haven't done a lot of shows, and it's not because I don't like doing the show. I freaking love it. But I shared with you guys for a long time that, I mean, dead gum, when I first started doing videos, I was talking about the struggle and how like every opportunity I had kept falling through and blah, 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 blah. And, and it was so maddening and frustrating and like, but God always was providing these miracles at the last minute. Well, then by the grace of God, I was given an opportunity to step in as a chief revenue officer for a position that helped me financially. But I want to talk about passion versus opportunity because (laughs) there's some there's a interesting mix of doing both. I've been a big proponent of 
chasing your dreams and pursuing your passion and going for like stepping towards your purpose. I've talked about that so much because I was living it. And here's the problem. Chasing your passion and your purpose doesn't always lead to freaking, it it doesn't always lead to money. (laughs) It just doesn't. And here I am, my daughter moves to San Diego and and, and, and the, my dreams are coming true. All of a sudden, I have this job opportunity. I'm getting paid really well. And it's like, oh, my God, this is it. Okay? I'm going to be able to, to do the show still. And I'm going to be able to, um, you know, be able to promote and advertise the show and do all of that stuff. That's what I kept saying. Guess what happened? I didn't get to do the show. And it's real easy for people to say, well, what's the big freaking deal? It's just a a show on Facebook or it's just a podcast. I don't think you get it. This is what I freaking care about. Like, I care about this show. I care about getting this on the radio. I, I care about being a voice for the voiceless. Like, that's what I live to do. And the minute... I shifted that focus to focus on a freaking job in the stress and the working 20 hour days obsessively seven days a week in the short time span, just losing my mind, stress, vomiting, and look, and I'm not, I'm not a pussy. Okay. I'm not, I'm a tough guy. I've survived a lot, but the point of stress and working for a maniac and vomiting vile every morning because I was so stressed. And then then because of the stress, diving into alcohol more aggressively than before. And, and not taking the time to do the show. One of the other things that matters about this show is that it also helps me stay accountable. And it helps me stay on point. I preach all the time about having... A, a morning routine and the importance of it writing for me and it's reading my Bible too and, and this and, and, and writing and, and getting my mind right. But when, when other things start to interfere with that and other things start to get in the way and you get distracted and then I start half-assing my time with God and my time getting my mind right and focused and getting those freaking demons out of my head Eventually, that passenger that I talked about and I talked about on the first episode of the borderline personality disorder that I have, all of a sudden that that thing gets louder and louder and louder and eventually it just takes over. So where have I been? I've been gone. Like the person that you guys knew and you guys watched and listened to on Morning Gratitude, that guy disappeared for a while. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I got taken over and, and I allowed it to happen. And to be honest with you, it started, it, it started with when I went to ALA and ALA was such a huge thing. Leadership, emotional intelligence is amazing. But again, it took the place of God in my life. It, it, it did. I mean, Lisa, I mean, uh, uh Dude, Melody, what's up? I don't know if this has ever happened to any of you guys. Has this ever happened where you were like on this path that you were just crushing it? 
And then you allowed something else to slip in to take priority of that time and place. And has it ever happened to you guys? And so for me, that's dangerous. Because then it becomes, I'm not having a couple drinks. Then it's, I'm having, let's see how much I can drink. And not drinking for social. No, no, no. No, I'm drinking to like make the pain go away. And then I'm turning to drugs again. And that is not what I'm supposed to be. And then it's like, well, what am I supposed to freaking do? I mean, like, I, I, I understand that I had a choice not to drink. And I like, but the, 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 the thing that I allowed to consume, like I chased money. I chased opportunity, a.k.a. money, to be able to, to provide. And all it did was turn me into a train wreck. So I'm not saying that don't chase, don't take an opportunity. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you're going to do that, like if you're going to go after an opportunity, you got to make sure that you're still taking a step towards your passion every day. A step. Yeah, Lisa, right there. See, there you go. Melody, it happens to me too. Distractions marked as priorities. Yes. Cocaine and binge drinking. Yeah, I get it. And and, and so like, listen, I, I was probably irresponsible earlier when I started the show by saying, follow your passion and pursue it relentlessly. You also have to take care of your family and you also have to take care of yourself and you also don't need to stress out about how you're going to pay the freaking rent. Okay. There's a balance there, but I want to encourage you today to, if you're in one of those situations where you feel like you're not pursuing your passion and and, and you need to do that, a, but at the same time, you can't stop what you're doing to provide either. And there's a balance of both. And maybe, and again, and I've, I have said this, that you do need to take at least a step towards your passion because every day and, and what you feel like you're called to do, and then God will create the miracles for you. I believe that, but I'm going to, I'm right now a consequence of what happens when you, when you completely walk away from your passion. And, um, and by the way, thank you for the hat cat. Um, from New Dawn, I, I lugged the hat. It actually fits my head. And I'm wearing it only to say thank you, not that it matches the suit. Um, so grounding and discernment and prayer. The enemy knows our weaknesses and packages and pray. Yes. You know what? You're right. Because that's exactly how it slipped in. And, and it's like, and I don't blame anyone but myself. You know, I mean, you have to make those choices. And I've just been one of those people that, once I get engaged in something and I lock on and I go, hey, I got this, I'm a thousand miles an hour straight ahead towards the target. I don't stop to look around at anything. And I allowed, I allowed, I mean, and, and, and just fudge, man. 
Like I allowed this work to take over where I'm answering emails at 11 o'clock at night and I'm, and I'm, and I'm getting up at 5 a.m. And like, and instead of like taking that time to get my mind right, I'm answering emails first and then trying to go read a devotional or a buy the Bible. And, and, and like, I'm just like, all of a sudden, all I'm thinking about is the emails and the pile of work and all of that crap that I have to do to justify this insane salary that I'm getting. And guess what happened out of everything? Like out of all of that stress and the vomiting and the, and the, like literally every morning vomiting vial and all of that stuff, all of that come to find out none of it was even worth it. It didn't change anything. All it did was set me back, gave me more learning experiences and things of like, dadgummit, here we go again. Let's not do this again. Let's learn from this experience. And I realize even more how important the show is to me because it does hold me accountable. Like doing the show at 9 a.m. Pacific forces me to get up at 5 a.m. And start my day, do my quiet time, go to the gym, and then come back, do the show, then start work. That's what I, like, that routine is good for me. When I get outside of that, man, it's like all hell breaks loose. So, you know, opportunity is an amazing thing. And um, for me, (laughs) and after regrouping, after this experience of basically a month and a half of my life going by and just thinking that wasn't me. I was outside of my body watching myself go through the, these, this, like watching myself run into a wall. And again, I want to, I talked about this last time and let's see, I, I talked about this on the first episode, like the whole time this was happening though, I felt God, like I could see him out of the corner of my eye, but I was so blinded and, 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 and just taken over. But it was like the whole time God was saying, I got you. It was like, I'm going to let you run into a wall again. I'm going to let you wreck. I'm going to let you freaking hit the wall so hard. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to protect you from it, but I'm going to make this one hurt. Man, guess what he did? He it made it hurt bad. And so it's led me to this. And I want to thank Manny Lopez because he actually posted something today about passion versus opportunity. And I said passion all the way because just chasing an opportunity, you know, it can take you off your path. And when it takes you off your path and when you're not doing when you're not doing what God called you to do. You're a ticking time bomb. At least I am. I don't know how many of you experience that out there, but if, if like, if you honestly, like, if you get off that path that you feel like you were supposed to be on, what happens to you? What are the consequences of that for you? Focus, okay. purpose fueled by passion. I love that. So, and and also just in radio audience, podcast audience, you can always check out. Just look up Gratitude Unfiltered um, on Facebook and you can find the show. And 
and, and like you can interact with the audience. And again, like there's full of comments here. Lisa's here. Melody's here. Dr. Garcia's here. God, there's a lot of Garcia's. What the heck is going on here? Uh, which is kind of funny. I've got some news for you on Monday that's exciting because I am going to work in radio. <laughs> Can't tell you what until Monday, but I'm going to tell you then. Wendy's here. Uh, Mary's here. Like it's an amazing, like you can interact and ask questions. So this is all like, I love this. So thank you guys for joining. So grounding, wait, would you say pers- purpose over position, my friend, focus on purpose fueled by passion. Yeah. Lesson learned. And, and I guess I saw this, uh, cartoon on on Facebook yesterday and it was about this guy stuck out in the desert. I don't know how many of you have seen it, but this guy's stuck in the I Bonnie, the guy's stuck in the desert and he's looking for water and he's got this canteen. This is not a canteen, this is a glass of water, but he's got a canteen and he's going to take a drink and there's this little drop like that's coming out that, that he thinks it ends up being sand. Like, oh crap. So then he gets on his knees and he starts praying, starts praying to God. And then all of a sudden, boom, like he sees this faucet sticking out of the sand. And it's got a woman, she's got large breasts and (laughs) she's got, she's got all of these things. And (laughs) she's got all of these things that um, (laughs) were everywhere. Dr. Garcia says, yes, the Garcias are everywhere. Um, And it's like the temptation of this little faucet. And as, as he's going over to this faucet, he, he, he got like, you see this hand come out of the screen. It's like, get out of the way. No, you want to go to this course, but that course looks like mountains and, and cactus and, 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 and it's a further walk and it's crazy. It, 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 it's pure craziness and chaos over there and ugly. And it looks challenging and it looks hard. Guy goes, no, I'm going to the faucet. That's right here because this is the water. This is the water for me right here. This one that's right there with the girl with the big boobs. Like that's, that's the water faucet I want. Keep walking, keep trying to avoid God's hand and like get out of the way. And, and, and then, and then like get out of my way. And then he goes and then, and then, and, and he goes back and he, God tries to move him from that faucet one more time and point to the scary path. The guy ignores him. So what happens? God even yanks that faucet into the ground, breaks off the nozzle. The guy still not wanting to go on the path that God wants him. He, he, he booby traps this and like concocts this faucet, fixes it somehow. And then all he gets is a single drop of water because he had to do it his way. He ignored the path. Had he just gone to that path, not only would he have found an eternal spring, but he would have found an even better looking woman in that spring waiting with him with a martini. Now, obviously I don't know if what, you know, (laughs) like the point of that is this. Sometimes we get lazy or sometimes we get so desperate. We think that we jump at the first thing we think is going to fix the the problem or to fulfill a need or it's going to satisfy a need. We're going to jump at the first thing, the thing that's right there, the thing that's easy. Straight up, I'm a victim of that. I did, I'm, I, I, I'm, I victimized myself. 
it seemed like an amazing opportunity, but it consumed my life. It took over. It distracted from what was important to me. It distracted from the path. Hi, Jane. Carlos, my man. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Katrina, good to see you. Jane Stewart. Hello. Um, it distracted from the, the path that I was supposed to be on. And because I wanted, like, here's the faucet. This one's closest to me. This is, this is going to give me what I need, but it's not what God wanted for me. In fact, even, <clears throat> even getting sick, waking up. I think I've told you this, Carlos. I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I told you that I was waking up, like, vomiting, vile, because of stress. It wasn't alcohol. I was stressed. It was stress throwing up because this was happening from, like, when I wasn't drinking. But, like, it, it, it was so much stress and, and maddening, and it was triggering everything in me. Like, instability is, like, one of the biggest triggers of my BPD, and it makes me insane. So I took the easy faucet. I went to the easy path. Instead of continuing to take the effort to do the thing that I felt called to do. And I'm at a position in my life now that God, like when I got out of jail the sixth time, God did not, like I made a deal with God that I was going to spend my life pursuing what he called me to do. This last month, completely ignored that promise. And in, and in turn, I, re, I re, wreaked more havoc and hurt more people in the last month than I think I've hurt in a lifetime. I actually hurt people that I know love me. And I, it's like I couldn't stop it. I couldn't control it because I allowed it to slip, slip in. I had allowed it to take over my life. I allowed it to, take pri- to, to become the priority. And look, I, I, I know God allowed it to happen. I know God like, was there waiting because he's not done with me yet. But let me just tell you that when God calls you to do something, you do it. Not everybody's going to have rough circumstances (laughs) or consequences right away. But see, I'm at this point. I'm 39 years old. I spent a lifetime running away from what he called me to do. I've only been on a path for the last three and a half years of pursuing him. And it hasn't been easy. It has been frustrating. I gave, I'm like, oh, my God, this salary is going to be amazing. I want this. I, I'll take it. <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, this is it. This is an answered prayer. Looking back at it, there's no way in hell that was an answered prayer. <laughs> it was none. But it was like, yeah, I'm going to let you hit the wall again. And I'm going to let you hit it real hard. And then that wall is going to come back and fall on top of you. Like, that's what it's been like. <laughs> I yeah hi Shelly good to see you um so it has been an adventurous month and a half but I'm now back to pursuing my passion I'm back to pursuing what I was called to do 
Um, and there's going to be consequences for my behavior over the last month. I know there's already been consequences and um, it hasn't been easy. But I do want to express a, a huge amount of gratitude today um, for a, a gang of misfits that love me unconditionally. They've been there uh, for me. I, I call them misfits because they're on imperfect too. <laughs> and um, and I and I, I have to say I I. I, I like I, Kat and Jason and, you know, I, I just, I, I could not be more Ricky and I could not be more thankful for them. Um, but also I want to give a, 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 a huge debt of gratitude um, to my, the, my ALA family who I, I thought would bail on me after getting kicked out of ALA. They didn't. Um, I've avoided them. Because I felt shame. I knew that I wasn't myself. I knew that I allowed my dark passenger to completely take over my life. And I didn't want them to see it. The thing is, I came on episode one and I talked about how, like, I'm going to bring light to this dark passenger. That pissed him off. (laughs) I guess... Because then it was like right after that, I felt so good after doing episode one of Gratitude Unfiltered. I felt so good and I felt free. And then all of a sudden, I just, this wave of attack came after me. And and I let it take over again. And it's like, it's a really interesting thing. So I know I know it doesn't like light at all. But that's why I'm talking about it again now. Because I'm starting to understand, I am blessed, Jane, thank you. I am starting to understand how this happens and why. So I want to say thank you to Jason Cisneros. I want to say thank you to Kat um, and Ricky and my ALA family. People like Shelly, somebody I've avoided a lot. I've avoided Dr. Garcia and... I mean, Melody and Jane and like, I've shut off. Like I haven't been on Facebook. I haven't been doing anything um, because I've been hiding. Like I just not, I knew, I know I wasn't myself. I didn't have any good thoughts. And um, you know, the last few days I've done a lot of uh, soul searching. I've done a lot of praying and, and really reflecting on how this happened. Um Hey, Robert, good to see you. Lana, good to see you. Um, like, I wanted to know how this happened and, and starting to see. And I think the, the reason why I, I, I can't speak for God here, but I want to think after you're done the live, after you did your live, that's when you struggle the most. So after I did that live, I thought everything was kosher. And then all of a sudden I got blindsided by attack. And then that I had another episode that was actually worse than the first one. Um, I used to say that when my dark passenger takes over, I could watch somebody I love beheaded and I wouldn't have an emotion towards it. Um, that, that rang its ugly head as well. I mean, I didn't see someone get beheaded, but I literally was like watching myself from outside of my body hurt people I love. 
like, like emotionally hurt. And it's ugly, but I think God allowed for this to happen. Like, I think, I think God allowed me to see it so I could understand how it works and like literally trace back the steps as to how I let it slide in. Because I do believe it's true that, you know, for people that believe in the Holy Spirit, I do believe that darkness can't enter where the Holy Spirit is. But if the Holy Spirit gets pushed out because you're not spending time or I'm not spending time with God and, 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 and making that my priority, I do think it leaves. You know, I mean, come back. But I mean, I do think it leaves. But I think it was there just enough to go, we're going to teach you a lesson today or this month. And, 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 but it allowed me to see it for the first time, like play by play, how it happened, why it happened, and the consequences of it. And I could be wrong, but I literally have been able to trace back day one to when it happened. And that one step, you know, there's a couple, but then it was like fall off the deep end immediately. So, yeah, I was just talking about you, Kat. <laughs> I love this hat. It actually fits my head. Um, so the other thing, too, that I want to say is that I'm not afraid of the darkness at all. I, I, pre, I actually have a really healthy appreciation for it. It's the very place that I want to go because that's where I want to bring light to. But it doesn't mean it didn't, it, it can't get a hold of me. And, and I see how it happened. And that's scary. It is. But I got to witness it and how it happened. So I've talked about this back and forth on the show. But one of the other, one of the things that I get to fix and get to change is my relationship with alcohol because I don't, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic. It's not about that. But have you ever, I don't know if, have any of you guys ever seen this? Um, you talk about like the alcohol, like how it's known as spirits in the middle Eastern world. Alcohol is looked at as something that robs you of your spirit. Well, your spirit your energy, your higher self is the very thing that makes you aware and allows you to stay in tune and, and, and where you don't lose control and no boogeyman can sneak in that way. I remember being warned internally like four months ago, like you got to watch this. You got to watch this because you're doing a little bit too much. It's, it's like, it's social. It's fun. No one's getting hurt, but you got to watch this. You got to pay attention to it. Like this is something that you know you got to do. You got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of it. I don't know how many warning signs I need. And again, maybe it's because in 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 the relationship uh, with Karen, there was a lot of alcohol involved. And you know, I don't know. It just became this convenient thing to do. But then it became, I'm so stressed out. I'm vomiting vile. And my nerves are shot and I'm all over the place. And then it just became drinking and like pouring it down. 
not even like paying attention to how much I was drinking. That's not safe for someone like me who can drink gallons of water in like in five minutes. Like I just, it doesn't matter what's in front of me. I'm going to drink it, especially if I'm not aware. And so as of today, actually, no, that's not true. As of four days ago, um, I made the decision that I, I'm, I hate saying I can't do something because I can do anything I want, but the healthiest choice for me is to stop drinking alcohol. Because if I stop drinking alcohol, then nothing else can take over, right? And so that's important to me. And so I've made that decision. The other decision I've made since the last episode of our episode, uh, Gratitude Unfiltered, is that I'm going to get treatment for my BPD. Um, I can't take medication, but I found a place that I can work on this. And it's a long process. Like, I don't know how many of you have actually looked up what borderline personality disorder is, but it's not exactly the most pleasant thing to say. Like, talking about HIV is easier than that. The BPD is a, is a monster. And everything I do, I have to be aware of what I'm putting in my body and how it affects my brain chemistry and how it affects how I am. And, and I can't allow anything to sneak in because God has a huge purpose for my life and as, as all of you. And I'm not going to let anything get in that way. And if that eliminates, you know, means I can't have that occasional cocktail or tequila, then you know what? Damn it. I guess that's the way it is because I, you know, I, it just became convenient. So last night I went to yoga, which was great. And that I found a new nighttime activity <laughs> to, to help. So I'm not sitting because I don't watch TV. So it's like, what the hell am I supposed to do all day? Um, you know, I'm, what am I supposed to do? Because like I, I get bored. Like there's no TV. Like what am I going to do? Work all the time? So yes. And Kat says alcohol only suppresses our true awesomeness. Well, guess what? I was somebody that really enjoyed drinking. But it really does affect my awesomeness because it allows me it allows me to make some really, really stupid decisions. And it allows that thing to take over. And so I know part of the treatment that I'm going to be getting is they're going to say cut out alcohol. And again, this is not even about being an alcoholic because I'm not an alcoholic. It's this is the best choice for me because if you've ever dealt with BPD or know someone that has it and you've been in their life, you know the hell that you've caused them. So I want to talk about that really quick. So yes, I'm going to get treatment because here's the deal. I'm really tired of hurting my mom. I'm really tired of hurting the people I love. Like I'm tired of it because it's not their fault. No one, no one, ever does that. Have I ever tried roller skating? Yeah, like 10 years ago. Um, the longest I've ever not drank was three months. Yeah, three months. That was a good question. Have I ever tried roller skating? I know. Yeah, like when I was roller skating, when was, like, what age was that appropriate to roller skate um, and go to, like, the skating rink? I think I stopped in sixth grade. Then I went to rollerblading. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, <laughs> but here's, okay. So I'm, I am really, 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 really tired of hurting the people I love. I'm tired of going into isolation when this dark passenger takes over because it's not, it, I'm tired of it. Like, it's not fair to the people I love. It's like, it's hell for them. Like part of the reason why I wanted to bring awareness to BPD is because, yeah, Kat says it's very possible you could be drinking to self-medicate. Yeah, it is self-medication. Absolutely, because guess what? I don't want to take the medication that they would want to prescribe me, which is like 10. I've talked about my passion for CBD because it allowed me to like not take certain meds that I don't want to take um, because it affects me. This, this is the real reason why. The reason why I was on all those medications is because borderline personality disorder mimics schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depression. <laughs> like it sucks. And guess who guess who it sucks worse for? The people in my life. Like the people in my life. I'm honest to God. She carries rollerblades in her trunk. I got to I got to figure out that. Um I'll go roller skating. I'll try it. Um, so, like, the the point is that, like, like disappointing myself is is easy for me to get over because I fail a lot. I I swing for the fences as much as possible. That's the truth. Like, I swing for the fences. I love hitting home runs, and. I'm a thrill seeker. I love it. The, so me failing and screwing up, I'm okay with because I can go, ah, I'll learn from it and move on. Like I don't really harp on the past too much. It's not my thing. Never has been. But guess what? That's a bad thing too. Because when I hurt people, like when I break my mom's heart, like, it's it's real easy for me to go, okay, well, I'm okay. I'm better now. But what about my mom? Like, what about, what about the people that love me? What about them and the hurt it caused them or the roller coaster it caused them? My daughter got to see my dark passenger. I mean, she didn't know what was going on. We had, we had a very healthy conversation about it. Cause I talked to her. I opened, I opened up. That was the other thing too. That's another reason why I know God was with me because I, I was telling people that were close to me, I'm dealing with this. I'm under attack right now. I can feel it. It's taking over. I warned the people that love me the most, like, or the people that I talk to every day, I'm struggling right now. I mean, I told people that because it was happening. And I don't even know why. I don't know why I told people that my dark passenger's there. They must have thought I was schizophrenic. But the fact is, it was there. I was doing a radio show. I I was asked to do a radio show a few days ago. And I'm like, no, uh uh-uh. And she pressured me. She pressured me to come on. So I got on the air with her. And 
I basically, I said, I told you I didn't want to be on here right now, but you pressured me. And, um, and here's why. And it was a Christian show and they wanted me to share my faith. I couldn't do it. I'm more passionate about my faith than I'm anything. And I couldn't do it. You know why? Because my passenger was sitting right there next to me. Like still had a hold on me and I couldn't talk about it. And I said, this is like, I, I went off on her, kind of. And then I just got out of the interview because I'm like, I can't do this. But I'm like, this is what it looks like. And exited out. I've never passed up an opportunity to do radio in my life. If if the, um, if the a, a basket weaver had a radio show and asked me to be a guest, I would be a guest. Actually, Jane, I think, Jane, you've seen it. I When I did your show, I was dealing with it. And that's the thing, too. People talk about, like, this big, bright light I have. Well, let me tell you something. Do you know what I also have? A really black shadow. It's one way or the other. I'm either a bright light or I'm a really dark shadow. And, and it, and it's really what I nurture. It's what I, it's what I get to do the, the work and the, and the, the, the work to stay on the path that God called me to be on is the most important thing in my life. I can't just go take the money grab for a job. Even if that means secu- financial security, I can't do it. I can't do it. Because that's not what I was called to do. Like, I'm really good at making people money. I've been blessed with a lot of gifts that do apply to business. But the fact is this. Anything that distracts from what I'm called to do, I will reap the consequences for. And unfortunately, so will the people that love me. And I want to give a huge debt of gratitude or a huge, 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 like I'm so grateful to the people that have chosen to be in my life and to deal with this. Um, Veronica and Aaron, like there's been times that we were supposed to hang out and uh, Martin, I text him, I, I, I back out. Like I can't, I can't because I don't want anyone to see it. And it's not like anyone can pull it out. You know, and it's terrifying, but I want to thank you guys because you're still my friend. You still love me, you still stand by me, but like I've, I've made the decision to get treatment uh, for this and, um, and I'll probably be documenting that a little bit because I, I, the one thing about it is it's 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 really not convenient to have to go get help every day. It's not, you know, being part of support groups and being a part of you know different counseling and doing that kind of stuff to learn how to manage this fudging beast that sometimes likes to take over. It's um, it's not fun. It's not fun 
to be able to be perfectly happy and joyful and then all of a sudden go manic crazy a split second later and then be okay again. It's not okay. Atlanta says, my brother have mental disease. It is not easy. One time I saw like struggle or another person inside of him. Yeah, it is like another person is inside of you. Yes. And not in a, no, that's inappropriate. Yeah, whatever. Gratitude and filter. Um, it, it, it's not, it's, look, it's not a, um, it's not fun. Managing relationships and not knowing in the disassociation. Like that is not a fun thing to navigate, but I'm committed to getting help for it. And uh, because I do want to have, I don't want to have a normal life. I like being quirky. I like being a little weird. I do. I really do. But I, um, at the same time, I don't, I like being weird, but I don't like hurting people. I don't like hurting people that love me. I don't like alienating myself from people that care about me. And I sure as hell do not want to waste the gifts that God gave me. I don't think there's anything more disappointing than that. I don't want to deal with that. Um, so I've, um, yeah. So I'm going out, uh, as of next week, I'm heading back to LA (laughs) and, uh, I, nice segue. That was a horrible segue. But I'm going to L.A. And I've talked for a long time about a product that I have going on QVC. Um, I've, I, and, but also, you know, some of you know that I've worked in entertainment. Um, I've worked behind the scenes. I've worked on, you know, do, I do a lot of different things. Okay. Especially when I'm, you know, back to being more of my facilitator self. And, you know, I, I, I love working in entertainment. I love working with human brands. I, I like that. That's like, it brings me joy because I'm getting to feed off of other people's passions. And because of being able to see people at their highest self, like it's a, it's a gift for me to be able to help them. And um, I have the opportunity to house it in LA uh, for the next month and a half. And while I'm there, I'm going to be doing some fun things, but I, I'm going to have the opportunity to work in radio real radio. And, um, I'm very excited about that. And I'm excited to be able to start doing this show every day again. Um, and I, I thought that I was only going to do a couple shows a week. Um, but I've decided that really the best thing for me is to do this every day, like to go back doing the show every day to the, I mean, my, the people that are going to be helping produce the show, um, they may lose their mind, but we're doing them every day. And, um, because it's what it helps me, it helps hold me accountable. You guys help, help me be accountable like that. That is an accountability is everything, right? So, um, yeah, I'm heading to LA next week and there's going to be a lot of changes. Um, there's a lot of changes happening in my life, but it's for the best and it's, a, it's a blessing and there's a new adventure that's on its way. So 
anyway, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your support. I'm so blessed that you guys all came on board and watched the show today and listened. And thank you for everyone that's downloading the show. Um, you know, it's funny, even being off for a month, the show still grew. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And um, I just want you to know I appreciate all of you very, very much. And again, I want to reset something too about what I started from the beginning. And if you're now just now joining, like, check out the beginning. But it's okay to take opportunity, but never let anything get in the way of you pursuing what God put you on this planet to do. Do not ever let anything divert you from what God called you to do. I suffered the last month and a half because of it. I've suffered. I allowed something to take the place or like I allowed to step in first of what God called me to do. And the consequences for that were not just self-inflicted, but also hurt a lot of people I love in the process. And it's really easy for me to say that, you know, that wasn't me that was doing it. It was a dark passenger. It wasn't. Okay. Even if that's true, the fact is this, I'm responsible for allowing it to come back because I didn't get treatment for it. And I did all the wrong things to prevent it. I allowed it back and that's on me. So going to get help for it. Um, and, uh, you know, made some other big life decisions. So thank you guys so much for listening and, uh, have a blessed, have a blessed weekend. I'll be back Monday.